0: Joining us now, Lynn Minges from the North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association. Lynn, thanks for your time. Happy New Year.
1: Thank you. Happy New Year, Chris. Glad to be with you.
0: Great to have you. Uh, There's some new regulations that bar and restaurant owners are facing as we head into this new year. Can you tell us a little bit more about those regulations they're facing?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. So uh, a couple of years ago, the legislature took a bold step to create the definition of bars in North Carolina. Before that, there was no such thing as a bar. Many of us called it that. They were really private clubs. Mm. People had to pay a membership fee to enter those clubs. Uh, but now in North Carolina, we do have bars. They're open to the public. And uh, not surprisingly, uh, any any entity in the state that serves food that has to be time and temperature controlled uh, is regulated by the State Department of Public Health and local health departments. So uh, bars across North Carolina today, effective uh, January one. Although they're giving us a little bit of grace period, so um, March twenty seventh, will have to be inspected by their local health department uh, to ensure that you know the the products, food that served at those bars is safe for the public.
0: You mentioned the lead time—about three months, a little less than three months—before these changes go into effect. How much of a concern is the the lead time or lack thereof for these establishments?
1: Well, there are many bars that are scrambling right now to come into compliance. There are, in many cases, there are things that they have to do: uh, purchasing new equipment, refitting their bar food prep area so that they are compliant with, you know, commercial food preparation standards. They've got to have, you know, commercial facilities. And so they're working hard to put that in place. For some, you know, the cost is as much as, you know, $50,000. But it's one of the things that you have to do when you're open to the public serving food that has to be time and temperature controlled. And so most folks are happy to do that. There are a couple of caveats. If they're not serving food that has to be time and temperature controlled, in other words, peanuts and popcorn, that's pre-prepared. They don't have to comply. They don't have to be inspected. But if they are, in fact, serving shrimp or oysters or wings or things like that on the side if they're preparing cocktails that have uh you know food elements in them garnishes that have to be temperature controlled they will be subject to inspection so we're gearing up to try to help these business owners comply and to get ready for the new law that's taken that will take effect uh, officially on march 27th
0: but but it's not like these these establishments were, were not checked before right this is i mean they're, they're new raw laws but they, they were also checked before for food safety correct
1: No, they were not. Really? That's kind of an an interesting twist. Uh, A lot of folks didn't understand that. But uh, traditionally, when you've gone to bars and they were private clubs, in effect, um, those were not regulated and inspected by the health department. Now, the the caveat to that is if they were a bar that was already a part of a restaurant, yes, they were inspected or part of a hotel where they were already being inspected. But if they were a private club, there was no inspection requirement. The shift is uh, the fact that now they're open to the public. Um, that's really what's driving the, the need to comply with uh, the FDA food code.
0: Do you feel like these new laws and the removal of the, the private bar distinction, does that come as a result of maybe some of the, the COVID restrictions that we saw a couple of years ago?
1: I'm not sure if that's connected, if it's really connected. But mm-hmm. I do think bar owners and the general public just realized that it was a little bit ridiculous that we had these private clubs, you know, that you had to pay or be a member to enter and have a drink. And, and so bar owners lobbied to be open to the public and make plenty of sense. It really is a better way to operate. And they knew at the time that with that would come the caveat that they would have to uh, subject themselves to uh, inspection by health departments. So it, it is a change. I don't know that it was COVID-driven, but um, it probably did arise about that time that it really didn't make sense for them to, you know, be private clubs. They wanted to be open to the public and regulated and inspected like any other entity, and we think it's a good move.
0: Visiting with Len Menjes from the North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association, Len, do you see a scenario with these new regulations where some of these establishments that have been offering food may not serve food moving forward because of the investment they would have to make?
1: That could be uh, that could be a, a change that some of them choose to, to make. They could also choose to be back you know, private again, not be open to the public. I feel like most of these folks will step up and do the things they have to do. Uh, to serve alcohol, to sell food. It's a part of their business model that's been successful for many of them. And uh, this investment in their business is just an evolution of, you know, being better and more compliant and serving food safely and responsibly. And most bar owners, most business owners, are you know completely um supportive
0: of that i do want to take a moment while we have you outside of these new regulations to talk about anything else going on in the hospitality industry as we head into a new year
1: well uh business is strong people are coming back into restaurants and bars uh we are seeing some easing in our workforce challenges um you know the employment status has been improving so i think we're almost back up to full staff uh as we were pre-pandemic um, challenges abound we're always watching the economy but so far business is good people are dining out we've not seen any pulling back uh, for economic reasons and we're forecasting a, a strong 2024.
0: Are, are there any other major challenges facing this industry as we start here in january
1: i don't i don't know of any in particular um you know don't know of any real challenges mm-hmm. that the industry faces other than just uh, continuing to you know, meet high standards. The costs are exorbitantly high right now, as they are for many of us consumers. Uh, the cost of goods, that you know, the food they prepare, their labor costs, uh, cost of lease and rent and insurance, and all the overhead that goes into operating a restaurant is at an all-time high right now. And there are pressures to find not increase menu prices, but we are seeing menu prices escalate a bit. Um, there's just a fine balance about how much you can raise prices and still, you know, command consumer demand. So that's a, a bit of a challenge that restaurant owners are wrestling with right now. But um, they seem to be doing quite well. Business is strong. Um, and for that, we're most appreciative as we head into 2024.
0: Lynn Menjes from the North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association. Lynn, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk again real soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Chris.